evening, everybody, and welcome to the Legion of Myth Weekly Live Stream, episode number 179, coming at you the 8th of September, 2018 years after they nailed a guy to a tree for saying how it'd be good to be nice to each other for a change. Wow, that's that's dark. You started off dark. <laughs> I am Alex Garth on Marsh. With me! As always, is my lovely, beautiful, and talented me, and Heathen Dog! <laughs> For a second, I thought I was going to be the magician's assistant. But That's, no, you turned it around at the I end. did. That's... What a twist! <laughs> and I'm off-center. Why didn't you tell me? You can, you're not off-center. Center is whatever you define Center. it to be. Have we learned nothing from the last election? Center is whatever you want it to be, my friend. No, still off-center. See, you're still obsessing over trivialities. It, well, it's the trivialities that, that, that you know, make a show shut up. All right, speaking of shutting up, let's talk about our segments today. <laughs> we have Heathen Dogs, Heathen Dogma, with RPG Fundamentals, Eclipse Phase First Edition. I guess that should be Eclipse Phase. Eclipse, first edition. No, no, it's Eclipse Phase, and it's, you know. Sure. And you're doing the backstory part two? Yes, this is part two, and it could have been easily a part three, but nobody likes three-parters. Nobody. I don't know. Everyone knows that Spider-Man 3 was the strongest of the trilogy. I. Th no? No? That that's... Oh, wait, wait. I'm getting a message. I'm getting a message. Yeah. No, that's completely wrong. It's the worst yeah, of them. completely wrong. The yeah, worst, worst, worst of them. Worst thing ever. That's right. If you, However, if you edit out every single scene with Venom, not a bad film. Okay. You just have to edit out about half of the film. Yes, and all of the emo Spider-Man. That's the, all Venom the... scenes. Those are all Venom scenes. The, that's true. Venom had them. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Edit out every Venom scene. Yep. And, oh, you also have to edit out uh, Goblin Jr. Edit yes. out all that. You have 10 minutes. You okay. have about 30 <laughs> strong minutes. <laughs> I don't even think it's that long. Hey, it's, it's more strong menace than you got left in uh, Phantom Menace. Uh, Channel of the Avatar is now hosting us with four viewers. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you, Appreciate Channel of the Avatar. Yeah. They're going to regret that. I mean, they are going to be happy about their decisions. The uh, <laughs> In Garthon's comic poll, Garthon's back. Yay. Spoiler alert. Uh, we're going to talk about Asgardians of the Galaxy number one, Dr. Afra Annual number two, and Justice League number seven. The theme for the comic books this week is things are gonzo. Things are crazy. Everything. As, as Guardians of the Galaxy pretty much gave that one away. That is such a brilliant title of a comic. <laughs> it just, I don't know, I, I love it so much. The, uh, and in the RNG, Heathen Dog is going to take a moment to destroy Max Leo's hours of work with one picture. That's right. And I'm not going to spoil it. No, you got to wait for it. You got to wait for it. Sounds it sounds so does he. So does he. <laughs> we love Max Leo here. Uh, yes, but I'm gonna I'm gonna kick kick him in the nads because you know Wolfman's got nards. That is true. Wolfman does have nards. That that's was right. established in oh my gosh, that's the name of the film. Monster, Monster Hunters. Squad. Monster Squad. That's right. That was a good film. Excellent Not a great film. film, but a good film. No. Could, I, I loved it. I loved it as a kid. It's a great film. You could love it now yeah. too. It's called it's Stranger Things. Of, well, I love it now because of nostalgia. Yeah. yeah. Well, it is essentially Stranger Things. Go on. Alright, yeah. Yeah. Lower production value. Sillier film, also, yeah. obviously. Obviously, yes, obviously. it's a comedy. Yes. Yes. 
Of course, one could say all things are comedy, really. It all depends on one's point of view. Oh, God, Anakin, stop it. Oh, that's just mean. <laughs> At one time, that would be kind of cool, but that, that ship sailed. That starship has sailed. <laughs> hey, did you ever watch Solo? No. Neither did I. <laughs> I'm not against it, but... I'm not for it either. Yeah, no. I'm just an old curmudgeon. What can I say? There you go. What can I works. say? That's how it works. That is how it works. But other things that how they work, let's talk about a special thank you to all those people who help make this work every single month. Look at all our subscribers. Thank you so much. We appreciate all of it, especially our current page subscriber, Brian Hicks. 24 months. Thank you, Brian Hicks. You yeah, and he's not awesome. like a dollar a month dude either. He's, he's higher tier. You. So... Yeah, thanks yeah, a lot. you're awesome. We appreciate, appreciate it. it. We, you yes. know who to blame. Also, Baldahar kicking on the Streamlabs, as always. Thank oh, you yeah. so much for taking part. Uh, it's always fun, especially when you uh, you taunt Heathen Dog. Not me. The uh, <laughs> You can taunt me, too. Four stars. And <laughs> also, thank you cheering so much. Zontram, XXM, a.k.a. Zon. I feel like that's the name of like our new alien overlord. Zon Extreme. But thank you, Zon Extreme. That's right. Zontrexum. It's not Zon Extreme. Zontrexum. Zontrexum, a.k.a. Zon. All hail. All right. All hail Zon. Okay. All hail Baldahar. All hail Brian Hicks. Thank you so much. Make sure to like, subscribe, comment, follow. It's your contributions, everyone. All our subscribers we love so much. You keep this rolling. Thank you so much. As always, if you want to join the latest, you throw, do so through Discord, Twitter. Yes, I said Twitter. The mm -hmm. YouTubes. Everyone remember, the internet is but a series of tubes, and the tube for you is YouTube. Not currently endorsed by YouTube. Also, Twitch. <laughs> I'll hit our son. <laughs> and you can get the audio version, of course, through SoundCloud, iTunes, or Google Play Music, or find podcast aggregators everywhere. For upcoming activities, you want to know with Legion of Myth, follower, subscriber, giveaway is coming up on 15th of September, 2018. That's right. Here it is, right here. Subscriber-only giveaway. Subscriber-only. And if we hit our current subscriber goal, we will actually give away, you tell him, Heathen Dog. That's a crucial MX500, 250-gig SSD. See, it actually and exists. He's holding it right now. I'm holding it. It exists. It's right here. Now, if we double, our subscriber goal is 10. 10 subscribers. That's our goal. That's and modest. Then, Come and on, then guys. This thing, this thing goes up. We get 20 subscribers. I'm throwing in an RX 500, RX 580 uh, video card. That's, throwing it in that's as good. well. That's it's just a package that's, deal. That's, that's insane. And you're talking about like Twitch subscribers, not just followers. Yes. Not just followers, subscribers. Now, that's right. followers, hey, you know what? We'll take them. Yeah, if we get enough followers, we, we can throw out Steam games. We can throw out our RPG books. We can throw out some LOM swag. We're good with that. That's We're true. We're good with that. But the the uh, subscribers get the uh, get the high ticket loot. Yep, and there's a follower subscriber giveaway every single month here at the Legion of. That's right. If you're watching our STO stream, it gets crazy if you like STO stuff. Oh yeah, we got every every thirty minutes we're getting something away. That's what it seems like. I think we're a little yeah. too generous there, Heathen Dog. <laughs> you and your generous giving ways. I ask you to give away one thing, and I, we're all too generous. <laughs> Uh, you miser. Part scotch. What are you, what are you gonna do? You're All right. McDuck. <laughs> He's my hero. Scrooge McDuck's my hero. I want to get a picture of Scrooge McDuck. 
but it costs too much money. All right, so also, Gen Con 2020, your Legion Myth friends will be there. If you don't have a Legion Myth friend, come to Gen Con in 2020 and make one. That's right. We'll be there. I'll be there. Garthon will be there. Max Leal will be there. Well, I don't have tickets and... yet, but we're all, we're all well, uh, penciled well, we in. Well, we're, we we're get... penned in. We're inked in. Yeah, we're inked in. We, we can't get tickets yet because they haven't released the they haven't date. sold them yet. But Yeah, yeah. so there you go. But Yep, so that's happening January 2020, so you got some time to plan, kids. Start planning save, now. Planning now. Ducats. Plan now. We'll hang out. We'll wear matching flip flops. We won't do that. I don't wear flip flops. No, I don't wear flip Ever. flops either. Ever. Not even to the pool. Nope. Not even then. Nope. 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 When I was deployed yep. for war and they said wear flip flops to the showers, I did not. Nope. I said I will risk jungle foot rather than wear flip flops. <laughs> Fungal foot. I'll, I, risk it. I'll take the risk. I was not wearing flip flops. They cut into nope. my toes. I'm delicate. That's delicate. Feet are important, man. They are. Between my toes. Who, how do you wear those everywhere? I that know. is a, what I want to know, America. I go. I walk down the street. I go to the freaking store. And there are people walking around in flip-flops everywhere. We're not at the beach. That's the name of the town. Yes, I'm in. The town's named something beach. But that is not where we're at. I'm 20, 30 miles away from the beach. There's no sand anywhere. There's gravel in the parking lot. There's cigarette butts. You're burning out with the damn things. And you're wearing flip-flops like you just came out of a Beach Boys movie or a shower. It's disgraceful. And your feet look like something a dog chewed on and got tired of. What the hell, people? Lack of shame. Stop I miss wearing flip flops. I, I mean, what? Could you not afford a five dollar pair of slippers? No, you had to go for the ninety nine cent flip flops. Yep. Oh my god. Dollar gosh. store. Oh, good god. Dollar store shopping. That's all it is. If you wear flip flops out in public, I think less of you. I want you to know that. I have nothing but love for the entire human race. Except Every... <laughs> so we sort of viewing feet. <laughs> reviewing feet. Yes, we are reviewing feet. On this episode. I, I just want people to know flip-flops have appropriate uses. Side of the pool. The beach. Not getting jungle foot. I've been waiting for this. Gonna finish for you uh, yeah, yeah. We now know what Algarian's into. But right. the place not for flip-flops, uh, let me tell you. Tractor poles. Yeah. Walmart. I know that's yeah. a really high bar. I know, I know, right? Uh, any store that has a sign that says no sh no shoes, no shirt, no service, flip-flops flip are, are not shoes. Nope, they're not shoes. They're not shoes. Sorry, buddy. They're great for running. Oh, yes, you are part of the problem, Gary. <laughs> Just wanted to like that. Oh, but as all, but another place inappropriate for flip-flops is Gen Con. Yes, Gen Con 2020. Don't but wear But you know what I guarantee will happen? I, I, will, I will take pictures. Do not, but it will happen. We yeah. will see... Some stereotype gamer there making us all look bad with his lack of showering and his presence of flip-flops. I actually left a game one time because I sat down, the guy next to me, I not showered in three days. I was like, mm, nope, I'm bouncing. Yeah, I paid to. I paid for this. I paid this t t ticket. This, was, this wasn't a freebie ticket. I couldn't turn this in. I paid to play in this game. I sat down and went, nope. Four hours of this, pass. Yep, there comes a time we have to say it's not worth it. Yep. There comes a time. So, if you want more of that frivolity, plan on joining the Legion of Myth 2020 at Gen Con. Remember to shower, people. Very Remember important. to shower, it's important. 
I don't care if you go to the bathroom, use a paper towel, and you quickly get the armpits in the crotchal area or something. Do something. You know what that's called, right? Something we can't say. Well, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> okay. But you know what? You do that. You get some wet wipes. You get some, I don't care yeah. if you get like some of those yellow alcohol-infused disinfectant pads they do not use on human skin. Use it do on it your anyway. skin. Do it anyway. You smell that bad. Yep. Nothing but love All for right. the human race. Let's move on. Your support keeps us going, kids. What the fuck? <laughs> but as always, you can support through Patreon, Streamlabs, get our gear at shop.spreadshirt.com. Looking cool, looking sharp. We'll talk more about that later. Or cheer for us in Twitch. The most direct way to say, hey, we like that, guys. And we like you, too. But as always, we must say the opinions expressed in this episode are solely the opinions of the individual host or commentator and are not representative of the entire Legion of Myth organization. We are not getting Legion of Myth flip-flops. No, do not do that. Do not tell Max. While we make an effort to write a family-friendly atmosphere, there may be the occasional use of foul or even offensive language. Like, I'm not wearing any damn flip-flops. Thank you for your <laughs> understanding and continued viewership. Like, subscribe, nice. and follow! Ah, uh, the little creatures of nature. They don't know that they're ugly. But that's okay, because you know who's beautiful? You are my friends. You, the fans and friends of the Legion of Myth, who are here with us right now, tonight, and all of our other beautiful, wonderful live streams. Because now, my friends, let's talk about love. Let's talk about beauty. A poet once said that beauty is truth. But is anything that's true actually beautiful? Why do people say that, that this is the ugly truth? Well, because the truth hurts. The man oh, caught in this paradox. The man who is both beautiful and true. Heathen dogs. Tabletop Gaming Fundamental. There you go. Thank you very much, Garthon. This is part two of the backstory for Eclipse Phase. The backstory is, well, rich, <laughs> varied, and abundant. I'm going to give the link to my part one, and uh, Max Liao will put the other one right there, right about now, in post for YouTube so everyone can see it. All right, so what we're going to do is first we're going to go into the uh particulars of this particular game wow i said particular twice never mind that publication date 2009 publisher is post human studios now the price get, this gets weird this is first edition okay you can buy it on drive through rpg for 19.99 or if you go to the eclipse phase website or some other websites you can get a non-watermarked pdf for free of the main book free that's nice Yes, or you can get a hardcover at your drive-through RPG for fifty bucks, or you go to eBay, get a slightly gently used hardcover for twenty nine ninety five plus shipping. So you know what? Make your choice. Some people hate reading through a PDF. Some people only do everything electronically. Ah. I'm not super fond of the PDF book. Yeah, I'm not either. I like being able to flip through things i like i still know that the saving throws for ad and d second edition page are page 101 exactly right yes and i can flip to it <laughs> just like that because i had a hard cover i had a, i had a hard copy right in front of me so but I'd it, like it is convenient i will say for pdfs yeah searching like a guardian says you could just go like someone says oh i'm stunned what are the full effects of stunned uh you just type in stunned poof it pops up you don't have to go to well, flip to page 283 or whatever it is yeah yeah but a, a lot of times it's uh their stun appears on a hundred pages and you got to like, yeah, no, no, true. no, but you know, you have to know what you're looking for. Yeah. 
Anyway, let's let's go to what we're going to talk about today. Backstory part two. We're going to talk about Earth and space having some uh, growing and or dying pains. And we're going to find out that self-replicating AI is not a good idea. I don't think there's ever been a sci-fi where they say that was a great idea. Oh, no, no, no. Every single sci-fi show started off saying that was a great idea. Every single sci-fi They always end up with, oh, the machine tried to take over. Yeah, exactly. It all ended in tears. And then the fall where the Earth is just doomed, just dies, just done. Then we talk about Pandora Gates, what they are and how they're discovered all around the solar system. Those are not ominously named. Yeah. And then we talk about aliens. Aliens come by. Say, hey. Give the big high five. Share the brisket recipes. Sure. Yeah, that's exactly what they do. No. No. This is a dystopian future, people. Alien brisket is made from human. Alien brisket is soylent brisket, basically. All right. Okay. Now, let's go and start off with Earth and space having issues. The disparity is starting to grow. All right. The tipping point is reached. What I mean by tipping point is space now has more resources than the Earth. Space has a better quality of life than the Earth. Space is safer than the Earth, which is, it just boggles my mind. In space, you're surrounded by darkness and death in an environment that will kill you in less than 30 seconds. Any number of things could go catastrophically, catastrophically wrong and everyone dies and yet and yet it is perceived as safer than the earth with which is now a cesspool of war disease that's right all of the earth not just detroit no not, not just detroit or syria or baghdad back in the day no this is just everywhere it's 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 crap hole now the people of Earth are getting kind of angry about this. I people can't space, imagine why. People's space got so good. And uh, there's all kinds of uh, space elevators. There's four of them, I believe, by this point, that are taking resources to space. I mean, the hypercorps are buying. They're not stealing them. They're buying the resources because they got all the fat monies. Yeah, they get all the fat loots. They can Exactly, do all the fat loots. They're buying the resources, but all the still functioning governments, which there are like, I don't know, seven. That are, well, are, are kind of pissed off. That we should always say, why aren't those governments using that money they're getting to actually do something useful other than you know padding their you know retirement programs? Well, no, they're actually waging war for, for the see, remaining. That's resources. their own problem. Yeah. Hey, you know what? And that's exactly the hypercorp idea. You know what? You screw up that. We got this over here. All right. So, uh, people on Earth get angry. They rail against the hypercorps. You're stealing I, our resources. They're I, actually I, buying them. You're stealing our resources. We're just you're just killing us. That really seems misplaced. Shouldn't they be mad at their governments for wasting all their money on pointless wars? Oh wait, is that a little too on the nose? Little, I say a little too uh, prescient for current times. Uh, So, anyway, so a terrorist attack by an uh, an an Islamic jihadist uh, is attempted on one of the space elevators, but the hypercorps are ready for crap like that, and it 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 failed. It failed. But uh, the hypercorp decided that you know what. We should probably teach these guys a lesson. They track down the leaders of this uh, of this uh, uh, jihadist movement, mm-hmm. where they were trained, where the leaders' families were, where their friends were, where they kennel their dogs and cats, and bomb them from space. Do they actually use bombs or just throw asteroids at them? 
they uh, they, they use mass driver attacks. Which yeah, means they just they, throw rocks at them. They threw giant rocks at supersonic speeds. <laughs> that'll and, do it. Uh, that'll that'll pretty much do it. And that uh, curbed a lot of attempts on the Hypercorp's interest. <laughs> I would think so. Yeah, and it further weakened the governments. Yeah, because they could do anything about it. They just showed just how weak they actually were. Exactly. Now, here comes another problem. True AI is born. When I mean true AI, I mean sapient AI. An AI that is just as good as a human, intelligence-wise, can learn exactly as well as a human and is self-aware. Now, this causes social upheaval. I mean, this uh, across the board, this causes problems. One, do they have rights? I mean, they are, they, are sent, they are proven to be sentient beings. I mean, this was proven. This is now a fact. Uh, when they work, do we have to pay them? I mean, what do we pay them with? Energy? Well, do why we... are you making them then? You make, people are making them to abuse them. That's just to make, to, to make them work because... Well, people... if you're making robots, you need them smart enough to work. Don't make them sentient. Don't let them be sentient. Well, guess what? They uh, the hypercorps uh, like I like I went over in backstory number one. Uh, the the Ouroboros is what's happening here. You know, technology is feeding on itself, uh, accelerating at a at a rate faster than than the than the uh, social adjustment can be made. So you know, do they have human rights? Do we pay them? Do if they take on human bodies, which is now possible, because transhumanity has happened, where you can download. A, a mind into a body you can download an ai into a body as well because it is considered it, you know it's the same thing it can work just like anything else okay. now are they now considered people i would think so you would but many people think not they're well, fake people you know what all i gotta do is say you know you download yourself into billy bob's body and then you wake up you don't say that you're xr7 you say that you're billy bob you just lie, right? You just lie. They won't know. You sound out. different. No, rich. no, it's me, Billy Bob. I do love that uh, that country music. Billy Bob hated country. I mean, hate. That's what hate. I meant. Yes, that's exactly I hate stereotypes. Mean. Now, while while everyone was worried about this, worried about the humane rights of AIs, the military <laughs> had different ideas. Well, we can make the AIs better. Sapient AIs or SAIs. They're tasked with making war more efficient. See, they talked about that on Star Trek. You'd never let the ro- the machines decide who dies in your war. That's true. That That's never a good idea. Don't let the sissy computer run your war. Yes. I, I remember that TOS episode where people just had to get into disintegration chambers if their space was theoretically bombed. Yeah, because Landry yeah. said so. Screw Landry. Yes, because Landry, yeah, Landry can suck it. No. But now, these these machines were called... Total Information Tactical Awareness Networks, or Titans. Oh, that sounds nice. Nothing ominous there either. Now, here's the problem that the military created. Now, in the in the in the lore, it's it's hard to say what came first: the sudden rise in in brushfire wars or the Titans. Were the brushfire wars caused by the Titans, or did the brushfire war happens, and so the military brought in the brought in the Titans to try and fix that? That is lost to history. The exact answer. All we know is that when the Titans came online, they made their moves, and they were big moves. At first, the Titans just looked around. They gathered information. 
They did what they were told. They learned all about transhumanity. And they learned how to kill us. Remember, because that's the military gave them that job. How to kill humans. Learn how to kill humans more efficiently. That was their job. They learned it. And they decided, you know what? Yeah, we can do that. So they made the decision to do it. Now, here's where the military screwed up. They made these sapient AIs seed AIs. Seed meaning they can replicate themselves. Which is always a smart idea, right? Right. I mean, you would have thought... I mean, recently, well, back in 2017, did you hear about the uh, the Facebook chat AIs that they had to talk to each other? Did you hear about that? No. All right. Quite along, like, you don't let the AI get too smart. They, Facebook had created these, uh, these AI chat bots, like answer calls and phone calls and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they were, like, learning by talking to people. Like, hey, what if we sped things up by having them talk to each other? See what happens. Well, uh, at first they were just like, hi, how are you? I am well. Pretty soon devolved to them making clicking noises at each other, developed their own language no one can understand, and conspiring against everyone else in the room. Yep. So they had to unplug those puppies and wipe the hard drives pretty quick. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, they were told to negotiate with themselves and improve communication as they went along, and uh, very quickly they ended up just... Start talking. Eventually, it went from Bob, how are you, to just making weird noises at each other, which they understood. Without being told to communicate like modems, they started just using noises at each other really quickly. All right. Well, guess what? Uh, No one unplugged these guys. Yeah, someone should have done that quick. Yeah, someone should have done that quick. So uh, they made a decision to do their job against everybody. And the Titans began, at first, a covert war. Uh, pitting, yeah, pitting nations or regions against each other, planting false information here, uh, uh, altering a, uh, a battalion to move this way and, and attack a village instead of a military installation, inciting you know outrage and violence. And all this time, they were gathering resources. They were covertly gathering uh, places that were bombed out, destroyed. They would use nanotech to build factories to create war machines all on the down low. That's what I do. Until they're ready to strike. And strike they did. All these secret factories producing the war machines, boom, jumped out, started attacking everyone. EMP bombs everywhere, destroyed infrastructure, communications, started nanoplagues. And when I say nanoplagues, I mean giant swarms of nanites that replicate themselves by using the flesh of humans as fuel there's a lot of carbon in there a lot of energy a lot of energy yes yes and they did that and then they they had a little little floating drones that when they found a human being they would force an upload of their consciousness into their vast database to be used god knows for what well maybe that way you're not killing all the humans you're protecting them or torturing them for information to see what's more effective in killing humans. We don't know, because none of those guys came back. And then uh, what I I'd like to think through is some sort of happy paradise matrix. Sure, yeah, you go ahead and think that. That's fine. If it helps you sleep at night. Sunshine that's, that's good. lollipops. Now, also, what they would do is they would put a virus in, uh, in a person's cortical stack, which is, you know, just like an altered carbon, a little thing right here that that uh, helps you upload in case your body dies, uh, infected with a virus to make you a Titan spy. 
Sweet. So you so you you know you do that to a general. You walk in to launch control and you set off the nukes inside the bunkers. Bam. Why not? Why not? You know that's great. Now, transhumanity is now under siege. Fight. It's not going great. Okay. The Titan AIs are just better. Better at everything. They think faster. They react faster. Uh, factories build instant replacements for anything that we happen to destroy in those war machines we haven't destroyed. They, they just keep churning them out, churning them out, churning them out. I mean, uh, it's uh, and any net attack that they try to do, like uh, like viruses and Trojan horses, malware, whatever they try, are instantly just batted away like nothing, like it was nothing. And the, uh, conversely, the Titan net attacks are immensely successful. If anyone... If anyone is uh, is familiar with uh, the Shadowrun universe, uh, the the very first creation of the uh, uh, what's it called the uh, the cyber terminal made all all the computer countermeasures obsolete. Anyone with a cyber terminal just walk into any secure system like it wasn't there. Right. That's like these Titan AIs. They they can walk into any secure system and just muck it up. Or make subtle changes that you don't notice until it's far too late. All right. Transhumanity tries to use nukes. Nuke the factories, they say. Stop this war machine. Maybe if we if we cut ourselves off from the net and just go straight up old school, we can beat these guys. Well, that obviously the nukes decimate the landscape. And it's, this gives the Titans more space to build more factories because now nice it's, it's an irradiated zone that people can't go into without dying quickly. They don't have that problem. That so they, nice just, them. they just rebuild their factories, more of them and churn out war, more war machines and just kill more people. Just kill them dead. Well, you know, they're doing what they were told to do. They're doing exactly what they were told to do. Now, uh, the, by this time, 90% of transhumanity is wiped out. The Earth is like, well, you know what? We're getting out. We're bugging out. And people leave. They leave the Earth for the relative safety of space. Now, the stations and bases, all of the Lagrange Point stations and Luna Base and Mars Base and so forth, they are faring better against the Titan onslaught, more or less, because the, the the physical war machines can't get there. They can focus all of their energies on defending themselves against internet attacks, mesh net attacks. All right. So, you know, some stations do go under because the, the Titans successfully infiltrate stuff like life support or open all hatches type commands, you know? But uh, uh, many, many stations, the majority of them are able to defend themselves, even if it means cutting themselves off from all other stations, all mesh net access. So they just, the Titans just can't do it. They just can't get in because nothing gets in or out. Some people, some, some stations did that. Now with more people and fewer resources per person, because like I said, even though 90% of humanity was wiped out the there was like what? 9 billion people at this time. Yeah. That's still a whole heck of a lot of people. Now, there's just not enough resources for everybody in space. There's just not. So most people are put into what's called cold storage. Their their brains are stored in hard drives just in complete and utter blackness. They are asleep. They don't experience the the mind-crushing nothingness. 
Which is good, because that would just drive you insane. That would just drive you insane, yes. Uh, uh, some some people uh, have enough money or have enough influence to put themselves into uh, artificial reality environments. I mean, they know they're in the computer, but at least the computer has stuff. At least to... it's nice. Yeah, it's it's a gilded, it's a cage, but at least it's a gilded one, right? What was that anime? Oh, you reviewed it. They're all living in space in the net. And then, like, they had, like, go to Earth. Oh, yes. Uh, Expelled from Paradise. Yeah. Yes. It's very much like that. wasn't bad. Very much like that. Now, uh, or if you had enough money or enough resources, you can get a cheap synth body. This is like a a run-of-the-mill generic Bob Bob 101. You can just download yourself into Bob 101. I wouldn't mind being a Bob 101. Now you got a body. Great. Now... The hypercorp indentured servitude is bigger than ever because well, if you if you pledge yourself for the rest of your immortal life to the hypercorp, you get uh, an upgraded synth body, you get physical space at, at least a, a, a few hundred square meters. Hey, that's something of space, and you get a job. You get the possibility of recreation and a life, and you know something resembling normalcy and compared to what's on earth that is a paradise that is a hell of a deal it is that is job security yes indentured servitude is job security you literally can't be fired because unless it's out of an airlock or something but hey yeah yeah but you know whatever i'm altering the deal then the titans disappear well they did their job no they didn't they were exterminating all humans. They're still humans. They're in space. I mean, they have well, factories. They were told to exterminate all the ones on Earth, right? Well, no. No one said that. No one said that. I mean, no one knew their grand plan. But so far, their grand plan for the last year and a half has been successfully wipe out all humans everywhere they can find. And remember, they did try to attack with with a, with a internet or net mesh attacks all of the stations and bases in space. That's so, true. yeah. So they're obviously attacking hum- transhumanity there as well. But one one day after people left Earth, they just stopped. Uh, the attacks died down, and after about a week, they're all just gone. Oh, they must have been sad. I mean, on Earth, there's a lot of uh, uh, automated defense mechanisms and those stupid nanoplagues running around. You know, they so didn't take the nanoplagues with them. Yeah, they didn't take the nanoplagues with them. It's like, ah, oh, we'll leave them presents. You know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah. So Earth is still a horrible, horrible place. I mean, uh, if if you were, if you remember part one, it was already getting horrible to begin with because of climate change and and uh, pollution, and it was all crappy to begin with. Now, 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 even walking around, you could just walk around and go, oh, what a lovely day, and then out, have all the flesh ripped off your bones. Or a uh, an, an automated sentry drone le- le- left over by a Titan facility is walking around, sees you, and goes, "Oh, human! Pew pew." So yeah. it's still a lot like living in Detroit. Yes. Yes. Now, so they investigated to see what happened. Where'd they go? I don't know. Why'd they leave? I don't, I don't know. Will they come back? I don't, I don't know. No one knows. Thanks a lot for the investigation, guys. Really appreciate it. Great really job. did great. Yeah, good job. Take so, your bonus checks up on the way out. Exactly. Transhumanity searches everywhere. They search everywhere. They search the entire solar system to figure out where these Titans went. 
because they got to be somewhere. They didn't just poof and just disappear. They didn't self-terminate. Maybe they did. That'd be great. But no one believes that because that's optimism and we don't have that now. Right. That's a luxury. Yeah. It's a luxury. We don't have any of those either because unless you're the very rich. Now, instead of fighting the Titans, they find something else. They find the Pandora Gates. Now, it's called Pandora Gates because the, the first gate is uh, found on a moon, uh, Saturn, I believe it is, called Pandora. Oh, there right, are, sure. they, they find five of these gates throughout the solar system. They're stable wormhole devices. Now, there's one more rumored to be on the Earth, but no one's allowed there, so they don't, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to find. Maybe right. the robots rumored. used it. Maybe, maybe they did. Maybe that's where the Titans went. They went through this gate. I don't know. Maybe they built it. Maybe they didn't. The, the thing is, they, no one knows who built this. Did the Titans build it? Was it here already? Did some long-ago alien species leave this, these things here? Like little toys that left behind? I don't know. But it took humanity about a year and a half to crack the tech, and they discovered these gates opened doors, wormholes, a la Stargate, to other solar systems to other planets and other solar systems. And the, and many of these planets, you can actually dial dial into different planets. Many of these planets support human life. They yeah, have that's this convenient. Same, yeah, it's very convenient, you know? Uh, stability is an issue. Like, you know, uh, if it's not dialed in just right, trying to walk through the event horizon will rip you apart. Or uh, you could walk through, and it's two-way. You could walk back as long as the gate's turned on. You can walk back. But sometimes the gate will just randomly shift, and for some reason you can't dial it back to where it was before. Oops. Oh, that's Sorry, awkward. Guys. Sorry, guys. You're just there. Bye. You know, so it's not very popular. But, uh, yeah, there, uh, there's a lot of – I don't know how to say this um, – interest in them because everyone's still afraid of the Titans coming back. So if we leave the solar system and they're not there – let's go there maybe they won't find us so the the hypercorps have no shortage of volunteers to go through this state to create human colonies on far-flung solar systems across the galaxy it certainly beats a lot of the alternatives yes it beats a lot of the alternatives they'll they'll, they'll, they'll give you a body they'll they'll give you all the necessary requirements to build a colony all the materials everything you need Go through the gate, stay there. If you can come back, super. If not, try and make the thriving colony to keep transhumanity going. Great. Great. Now, after some colonies are built and functioning, and uh, the scientists figure out, you know, how to dial in better, you know, to keep communication between Soul System and these other colonies, we get yet another surprise. That's aliens come to visit. Yay! Transhumanit transhumanists or transhumanities. I tried to put in transhumanities, but Google and Oxford said that wasn't a word. First alien contact called the factors. They now before you move to the next slide, they look you would you would think that the person that that uh, uh posthuman studios would give you an alien that is an alien that you expect, a gray, uh, 
little green man. I don't know. The way things are going, I'm thinking creepy Cthulhu woogies. You know what? Let's look. Oh, God, I knew it. They look like this. I know. They're See, creepy Cthulhu woogies. Yes, and I'm I'm really, really happy you said Cthulhu Cthuloid because they're described in the book as sentient fungal life forms. That is exactly what the Migo are in the Cthulhu mythos. Yeah. Sentient fungal life forms. So me having played Call of Cthulhu Delta Green, know that the Migo are no good. So me playing Eclipse phase would look at sentient fungal life forms and go just start nope, gunning them down and run start, except that they're super highly advanced kill yourself first <laughs> tell send a message shut it down never come back and kill yourself that's all you can exactly do exactly right exactly right now uh they say that they're representatives of a larger galactic community sure. and we're here to both help and give you some guidelines sure. now the way they treat us and the way that they can't talk they they kind of like communicate through colors color changing so uh, a computer has to translate everything but it seems the way they talk to us is like they don't want to be here they drew the short straw and now they have to come and talk to us that's what it seems like oh they certainly are alien given that yeah 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 so uh they warn us about ais in the pandora gates listen you guys were dumb all right, you made sentient AIs. We, all of us in the rest of the galaxy, like literally everybody else, knew this was a bad idea and didn't <laughs> and didn't do it. Literally, everyone didn't do it, except you. It's a good job been, on that. Yeah, we've been watching you a long time, and we saw this AI research going on. We would have come to you sooner, but we were like, whoa, whoa, no. Well, we're maybe if they stop. had come sooner, the AIs wouldn't have been built. No, no, humans are dumb. That's Transhumans are even dumber. They That's still true. Would have They're done already it. half robot anyway. Exactly. They still would have done it. And then and then the, the factors would have been caught up in this Titan War thing. They didn't want any of that nonsense. So they waited till the Titans were gone and then showed themselves. Listen, there's a couple of things you got to do. Don't do the stupid AI thing anymore. It's Stop a bad it. idea. Stop it. And these Pandora Gates, they're not for you. Okay? You are not ready to leave your system. You do not have the ability on your own to go extra solar. Okay? You can't go between solar systems yet. You don't have the ability, therefore you shouldn't be doing it. You have no business out there. As a matter of fact, uh, whatever colony actually uses AIs, still, some of them do. There's lots of space colonies out there. Some of them still have functioning AIs. They're not seed AIs. Which means they can't self-replicate. But still, but they, are, uh... they are sentient AIs. And they are treated just like human beings in these colonies. That's probably why they don't revolt and kill everyone. Yeah. The factors don't even talk to these colonies. Like, no, F you. No, we're not talking to you. They'll, they'll talk to everyone else. Now, they don't give out technology. They give out little, like, little trinkets that don't really do much. You know, like, ooh, look, it makes fireworks. Yay. Yay, it changes colors. Yay. They don't give us any cool technology like... Uh, faster than like travel or teleportation or, or anti-robot laser guns. Anti anti-AI laser guns. Well, they, well. To be fair, they never had to deal with that. That's fair enough. So they wouldn't have made anti-AI anything because they were smart enough not to do that nonsense. But they, what they really like, is to have access to our culture, our art, our books. You know, they 
they want to learn. Apparently, they just want to learn about us. Oh, yeah, now, they're gonna find the monkeys interesting. Exactly, exactly. What what makes these stupid little transhuman monkeys interesting? Maybe they're pretty they're dumb. They did manage to make AI, so that's something. How someone so dumb? They ever able to do that? Yeah, exactly. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's that. Now, next time, we're gonna go over transhuman culture, which is vastly different than uh, than than what we are accustomed to right now. Uh, travels between colonies daily life in a colony depending on what kind of colony it is different cultures on different stations and colonies uh some 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 colonies like i said embrace ai most do not it's illegal ais are illegal obviously obviously for a good reason yeah some uh some some uh colonies uh all of their synth bodies are shaped like bugs or shaped like badgers hey why not that's their culture it's badger culture whatever you know, some do that. And then we'll and then we'll go ahead and generate a character and we'll look at all the different bodies you can you can have at start, all the different implants you can get, and what meshnet access is. It's the internet of the future, but it's meshnet. Meshnet meeting. Yeah, it's uh it's every colony and, and, and space stations and bases internet, all of it is infused. So the internet is the Wi Fi reaches the entire solar system. It's a network of networks. Yes. That's it. All right. Well, thank you so much, Heathen Dog. You are your... welcome. That is some interesting stuff. It reminds me a little bit of like a, uh, not the end, but like the mid phase where everything's going to heck and they're all dying. Kind of reminded me a lot of like a uh, transhumanist Earth Dawn where everything went to hell and they had to like hide their little cares. Yes. But after that, it changed a lot. So yeah. that's where yeah, the similarities kind of went away. Oh, man, and during character generation, you're going to figure out how weird it really got. Ooh. Oh, man. That's an interesting system. It is. So, what are your thoughts? What did you think of this Eclipse phase backstory? What are your thoughts on Heathen Dog's presentation? Now, to be fair, I did skip over a bit. Well, I spent to. total, what is it now? Probably an hour and 15 minutes just on the backstory, and I could have gone another 30. I skipped over some stuff, all right? I recommend you read the book to get what I missed. I tried to get the most salient facts for you. But sometimes, hey, for time, stuff has to be cut, so I had to cut it. And do you have any suggestions for any future RPGs? This one, this one was a suggestion from Max Liao, but hey, I'll take any RPG comment that I haven't done already. Throw it in the, throw it in the comments. If you're watching YouTube, throw it in the comments. Throw it in the chat. Hey, I'll do it. Yes. Thank you so much, Heathen Dog. Remember to comment, Discord, Twitter, comment below on YouTube. Remember to don't miss an episode. You follow us on Twitch, hit the follow button. You click there, say include and it's a pow! Look at that! Subscribe button is right there. You click on that. Wow, YouTube subscription. Zap, zap, zap! Join the army. Join the Legion. It's good for you. It's good for your kids. It's good for your kids. Cures what ails you. Yep. As long as what ails you is lack of Legion myth. Okay. If you want more Heathen Dogma, of course, you can get it on the YouTube. Heathen Dogma, Heathen Dogma, anime RPG segment. This is Team Ups in Neverwinter, Star Trek Online with that Garthon cat. Check out his past streams. They're all good. Or at least mostly good. I guarantee a mostly good rating. Guarantee mostly good rating. That's good. That's right. I think there's something missing from this list, though, isn't there? Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Let's talk about what I'm currently streaming, which is Sins of a Solar Empire Rebellion. Now, last time I checked earlier today, uh, I had finished... 
the uh, the Stargate Invasion mod. Yeah. And the the Azurian uh, ancient form nanites won the day. And Aww. there is a Twitter poll right now, and I will link the Twitter poll. There's a Twitter poll right now to see which one I do next. Do I do a Star Trek mod? That's or do I do a Battlestar Galactica mod? Oh, you don't like that one, do you? You don't like that idea? I, if you're my choice to do Star Trek mod and Battlestar Galactica mod, is it a 1986 Battlestar Galactica or is it a modern Battlestar Galactica? It is a modern Battlestar Galactica. Then, then obviously it's Star Trek. Then obviously it's, okay, well then you go ahead and vote. You go ahead and vote. I will. I'm going to put I'm going to put it in the in the uh, Twitter. There is boom. There is the, the there is the poll. You can see it right there. And it's if Max currently wants tied, to, says Duncan. It's currently tied. Okay. Well, if Max wants to, he can put it up here. He can put the Twitter poll up there as well for everyone on YouTube. And uh, yeah, go ahead and vote. There's still what like 12 hours left. Five. Oh man, that's good. That's gonna be do tight. that soon. Yeah, Duncan also is following subscribers is shown to prevent transhuman corporations from leveling the planet and taking and making space monsters been proven 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 facts subscribe subscribe to our twitch and you are safe from uh post humanities titan uh, ai ai nano swarms and devouring your flesh are gonna kill you we are gonna put you in one of our patented vault tech vaults nothing wrong with that nothing wrong with that see we'll i'm just building a city under the underneath the ocean it's gonna be great No one, no one, nope. no one played that game. No, I, that only brought me uh, to uh, C uh, Lab twenty twenty one. Oh, that's a little different. No, I was thinking of uh, Bioshock. Oh, uh, I was thinking of Fallout with Vault Tech. Yeah, yeah, that's why I said mentioned Bioshock. Yep. Different post apocalyptic scenario. Right. All right. Thank you, Heathen Dog. You are welcome. Soma and Bioshock. Ooh, that's a good combo. Ooh. Does everyone like Soma and Bioshock? At least they should. Did they go up to three or was it two? I think they got to three. Was it? Hmm. We are mutant anglerfish. They're scary. Oh my god, those things are killer. They are. I think that, that guy killed me like twice. But now, speaking of things that are scary, it is now time, ladies and gentlemen, for... Yes, Garthon's comic pull. Garthon pulls comics. He buys them. Three of you. Bioshock Infinite, they decided to fold the studio for creative reasons. Right. That was mm. sad. But first up this week, we're going to talk about Asgardians of the Galaxy. That is the... I don't know why that exists. That's awesome. Guardians of the Galaxy, weak. What's awesome? Asgardians of the Galaxy. Uh, written and, by is that the destroyer in the background? It is indeed. Okay. Written That's by funny. Cullen Bunn, art by Mattia Lolly, colors by Frederick Blee, and a cover by Dale Keon and Jason Keith. The Asgardians of the Galaxy focuses on a team led by Angela, who originally appeared in Spawn comics on Image, but oh. since became a Marvel property and is actually the uh, the illegitimate child of Odin. I don't think Odin has any illegitimate children. That's a joke. But she's the illegitimate chi uh, child of Odin, and she, uh, she is a not really she's not really a Valkyrie. She's her own thing. Uh, but she is Thor's half sister. Sure. And she is dressed much less provocatively than she was in the Spawn comics. That is true. She has her ribbons yeah. and stuff though. 
Uh, you'll also notice for this cover, her team consists of Angela, Valkyrie, the Destroyer, which is basically Anna's guardian weapon of mass destruction. Yes. Uh, you can tell it's been through a couple fights. It actually has like a blown out arm, so it's not at full strength. Oh, oh I see it. Yeah, on the, on the uh, right side. Yeah. Yep. Thunderstrike, who was a mortal who ended up with an enchanted hammer for a while, but, but now they gave him a new hammer. Well, Maul. He's, he's there. It looks like a really dull axe to me, but all right. It's a Maul. Okay. Scourge, the Executioner. And Throg, Frog of Thunder. Yeah, I see him in the very background where he should be. Yes, yes. <laughs> All right, this book is bananas. But it is in an excellent way. Um, the premise is... I don't know, I think they just really like the pun of the title. I think someone like suggested it as a joke, and they went and started, kept sketching it out, and went, wait, this will actually work. Um, you see here some of the interior art of the book. I love the art that he's doing. For this book. None of these mystical words are tardigrades. Well, you got a frog. Duncan, you got a frog. Um, the book starts out with uh, two people, Annabelle Riggs and her honey, having tea. They're about to make a romantic commitment. And then all of a sudden, in this big rainbow portal, the Destroyer and uh, Angela show up. And they're like, Annabelle Riggs, you must come with us at once. The galaxy is in grave peril. And no. Yeah, she's like, uh, uh, like, I'm in the middle of something here. And she's like, and you know, I'm a little drunk. To which Angela says, then you'll be in good company. <laughs> which, that's like page three. That's I had awesome. to laugh at that, because, okay, that would be an Asgardian thing to say. That would be, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, you're a little drunk? Pfft, you're in the right place. Let's go. Um, you're thinking Annabelle is a, she's a archaeologist with a specialty in uh, Norse mythology. Okay. So you're thinking they want her for those skills. Actually, she's currently in like the Negaband situation with Valkyrie. Okay, okay, okay. Right, right. so, so they, she they could swap places. places with Valkyrie and go to like a null dimension. Right, right. Which I'm not fond of. And it's kind of, I, no, it no, gets it tired would... for storytelling real quick. Yes, yes. Um, but, you know, it's well, just issue I one. I hated Rick Jones. So. Yeah, everyone hated Rick Jones. Yeah. Even after he became Abomination. And then he yeah. wasn't. I thought he, I thought he been I thought he was uh, Adam Bomb A Bomb. He, he it was Abomination shortened to A Bomb. Oh okay okay got it. Uh, after that he lost the A Bomb powers, ended up becoming the Whisperer during the Secret Empire stuff, and sure. Evil Cap had him killed. Yep. At the very end he said, "Avengers assemble." Yep. And, and then, then they shot, shot him in the head. Yeah. 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 Evil Cap didn't want to do it, but he was Evil Cap, so he did it. Because yep. that's anyway. Back to this book. Anyway, as you can see by the art going on, the art style is great. The characters stay consistent. Um, I wish I had scenes from others. I had grabbed other pages, but this is what I could find. Uh, just as a quick preview. The uh, but the art continues to get better as the book goes on. Fantastic fight scenes as they're whooping the heck out of Chitari and stuff. Um, they're starting to get like some involved plot about ancient artifacts and Asgardian secrets. Uh, the Rainbow Bridge has been destroyed. Asgard is in flames. Uh, but these guys have a ship powered by a piece of the Rainbow Bridge. And every, Angela's pretty much the leader of the band saying, okay, we're going here, we're doing this. And she's assembled all these Asgardians and post-dimensional Asgardians to try and do something that no one's quite sure what they're doing, but Angela has a plan. And it's going to be good, they're sure. Even though no one's quite sure what the plan is. They think end result is Asgard comes back, but no one's actually really sure on that. Yeah, yeah. And then 
the very last panel of the book is the big spoiler because people are like, okay, we tried this and, and so-and-so got away with a with the MacGuffin we were after. What do we do? Don't you have the plans? Like, I'll tell you later. <laughs> it's in a brick. Just take a lick. It's the freaking Rainbow Bridge. So, but at the end, she ends up going to the, right, the last panels, last couple of pages, she goes to the story and says, all right, well, that didn't work out like we expected. What do we do? And then the destroyer armor opens up, and inside is Kid Loki, who was an other-dimensional Loki, Loki who should not exist anymore after certain events happened. But he's there for... It even says in his description, Kid Loki, he should not exist right now. But the destroyer armor is keeping him in this dimension, as long as he stays inside there. Okay, see, I was going to ask you, like, in, uh, in, in canon, when I was reading uh, Thor books, uh, the destroyer armor had to be powered by the soul of an Asgardian. Yep, right like now Kid Loki's in there powering it. Into it. And if enough essences got into it, it could even take on a celestial. Yes, it can. So I was going to ask you who is in it. Yeah. Well, he's physically in it he to is... keep himself in this dimension. Yep, because it, it got to remember the protection worth both ways. He can't be like removed from this reality as long as he's inside the armor. Okay, got it. Check. His soul is trapped, so the reality can't rip it out. And you don't know what he has going on with Angela. Angela's actually listening to him because she doesn't believe him. You know, no one trusts Loki for a reason. Well, yeah, even even kid Loki. He's just like now, right. now, now, now he's now he's puberty Loki, which is like so much worse. Exactly. Yeah. But uh, I really enjoyed the book. It is a bit gonzo in that you have all these Asgardian characters roaming around the universe with the ship powered by the Rainbow Bridge. I. When I first saw this book, like I was too dumb not to get. But I ended up really enjoying it. I'm going to buy issue two. They pulled me in. Damn it, they managed wow. to do it. So wow. writer Colin Bunn did a great job. Uh, Mattia Loli does a fantastic job with all the art. I just love this book. Wanted to keep going. Uh, so my review for this book is Baldar's favorite. Four stars! Oh, where is it? Baldar's not here today. I can oh, give no. it four and a half. I can be pushed to four and a half. You could be pushed four and a half hours. I could. But it does have Thunderstrike in it. Yeah, and kid and kid Loki with a with a broken. Yeah, it had a couple things. Yeah. Like, uh, did, did it say how it got broken or? I I'm sure it's in Thor comics. I I don't know. I think it happened when uh, Ragnarok happened on the big uh, on the big Asgard. It got mm -hmm. destroyed. Sure. So, anyway, next book. Doctor Afra Annual Number Two. This was written by Cy Spurrier. Art by Casper Wingard. Cover by Casper Wingard. Baldar can't take four stars away from us. Oh, it's terrible. It's funny. <laughs> All right. Dr. Afra is um, one of my favorite books. Um, what's funny is I uh, the character of Dr. Afra has actually become popular enough just from these comic books that at a at the uh, Star Wars convention they have, the, uh, the big, what do they call it? Anyway, it's a big Star Wars convention they have. Sure. They actually let the fans vote for an obscure character to be made into a comic, into a action figure, and Doctor Aphra won by a pretty big margin. Wow. So right. there is actually a physical Doctor Aphra action figure coming out, and I will buy it. Of course you will. Of course, probably gonna be some stupid convention exclusive fifty dollar figure, which case I will not. But you know. No, no, you still will. I might. I'll look. I wouldn't pay that much. No, you would. You would. <laughs> so. Yeah, you would. Stop it. Everyone's favorite loose, morally loose, uh, pragmatic, pragmatic, morally ambiguous. Phrasing, please. She's, she's kind of evil. Uh, Doctor Afra has is actually in her second year of her own book. 
that's why it's annual number two. Mm-hmm. Uh, the writing is sharp. The art is really nice for what's going on in this book. Uh, annuals usually either flesh out an idea that happened early in the year that needs to be talked about more, or it's a standalone story just to give you an insight on the character. Sure. This is the latter. Okay. And it works really well. Um, here you can see some of Mr. Wingard's art. I really enjoyed his art style on the, for this book. Uh, great at doing natural scenes. Uh, weird little things going on. But the Spain story takes place... Almost the entire story has a... You don't actually see Dr. Afra till the very end. This book is mainly about two monster hunters, a human and a transocean female, who are married. Sure. Who are monster trappers. Never go Xeno, people. Hey, you know, I don't judge. I do. I want to say something. The Cyspur is writing of this couple, because when I first thought, I'm like, what? But the banter between those two rings so true as like a married couple. You know, mm. where they kind of get on each other's nerves, they kind of love each but they still love each other at the core, and you can tell. And it's just done so well, the way he has these character interactions going on the whole time, while also there's this deep plot. Um, so I just loved the writing in this book. So these monster hunters have been hired to go to this crazy remote planet by a mysterious benefactor. And when they call their benefactor contact, it's Dr. After's like, okay, my boss is a little on the hush-hush side. So like, okay, so he's a gangster with money. Like, well, let's just say he has money from other funds. Let's not worry about that. Uh, he wants you to go and capture this, uh, this semi-mythical beast that's down inside this ancient tomb. This giant hole, you mean? Right. So he wants you to go there and capture them. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. You can't kill it because he wants it alive. Because he found out that, like, the huts have a rancor. The other guy has a giant razor fish. So he wants a monster that's better than all their monsters to show him that he – show them all that he's the best. You know, he has the most money to waste on stupid extravagancies like giant monsters. Monster. Right. It. He yeah. wants the best status monster. You guys got to catch it. And these guys have a conversation with themselves, like – you know, this could be, I mean, a lot for us if we can catch this thing, because, you know, they're, like, not even in the top ten Monster Hunter ranks. It's like, man, this will put us on the at the top of the ranks. We'll get so much money. It'll be fantastic. It's incredibly dangerous, you know. So they're talking, like, through the hologram of Dr. Afra's head as they're going through. And so they start, end up going through this ancient tomb, and there's all these traps. She's like, oh, oh, yeah, look out. There's, there's a trap there. It's like, I don't know, but... As they get further for their tomb, like they start going, something weird's going on here. Something's not right. Why, do, why don't we just use blasters on the monsters? Like, oh, the monster's a field around it, and if you use blasters on it, it'll actually go hypercritical and explode with the force of a sun. Like, oh. What? Well, it absorbs energy, and if it absorbs too much... What kind of mechanism is, is that? I mean, well, it it's is... not... Things, it's not a naturally occurring monster. Oh. <laughs> it was a natural thing that uh, was mutated by science and technology and to defend the tomb. Science! Yeah. And uh, they thought that was a great defense mechanism, because if you try and blast it, it will just kill all of you. And the tomb. Yeah, and right. itself. Yes. Yeah. But hey, it'll teach you. Yeah. You won't get what you're after. Yeah. No secrets for you. Right. So, but as you start going, I start thinking, wait, that's, it looks like someone's been through here. Wait, how did, wait, how did you know that trap was there? She's like, oh, just a lucky guess. I am an archaeologist. I, I've seen tombs like this before. And then they actually, like, find a body. They, like, see some bodies. Like, wait, that's, that's Logan. And that's. I, these are these are other monster hunters. These guys are top five. Like, oh, yeah, you weren't the first we hired. Some guys got killed. Uh, so that's why you know where all the traps are. 
It's like, yeah, not all of them. Of course, not all of them. Yeah, the, not for these guys. Well, you know, but this trap. Yeah. As they keep going further on, they keep finding more dead monster trappers. Well, that's great, because when you don't find dead monster trappers, that's when you know we don't know where the traps are. And they eventually find, you know, they're like, hey, what's this? This looks like an empty, like, resting. They're, they, like, see, like, this big altar with, like, this big glowy idol on it. It's like, is that the treasure of the tomb? She's like, no, that's not the treasure of the tomb. That is actually a trap. If you try and touch it, you will die like the body over there. They're like, oh, yeah, so don't touch that. Later on, they actually find, like, something that looks like it with the, the place where the idol would be is empty. Like, where's that? Oh, yeah, someone looted that, like, centuries ago or something. <laughs> so don't worry about that. Eventually, they get to, they find the monster, and they also find a, a Twi'lek male who is the number one monster hunter for the galaxy. Sure. And he's half dead. He's on it. He's dying. Right. It's like, oh my God, it's you. What are you doing here? Because this way they're already like tangled with the monster once and it got away. They're like, what the hell is that thing? Oh my God. And they find this guy like, what happened to you? He's like, don't trust that woman. She's a liar. She, she, I only took the job to get this monster so I could kill it. She's like, what? You betrayed me. He's like, you betrayed me. Basically, the Twilight took the job so that his mob boss would remain having the uh, the best monster of the galaxy by just right. killing this monster. Right, right. Got it, got it. Right. So, she's like, you betrayed me, how dare you? But, so eventually, they, they know where the monster is, they, the couple comes with a plan, they execute the plan, it's kind of funny, it's kind of awesome, they manage to stun out the monster and knock it unconscious, right? They're like, woohoo, we captured the monster, yay! All right, woo, woo! Right? And after's like, yeah, awesome! Uh, we decide not to pay you now. They're like, what? Yeah, we decide not to pay you. So, uh, we've changed our minds. Later! It's like, no, what? No, no, got, got. So one of them pulls out a, uh, not a blaster, but pulls out a, like a spear gun is going to kill it, and, and the other stuff's like, no, you can't kill it. You know what? We're already here. We'll just capture the thing. We'll take it with us. We'll sell it on the market. We'll turn this into a win. We'll turn this into a win. Okay? I know we got screwed. We almost died. But you know what? We're going to do this anyway. You know, Afra's like, oh, oh, you're not mad that we screwed you? You really should be. And, you know, but the Twi'lek, who was half dead, picks up the dropped spear gun, shoots the monster in the head, and kills it. And then he dies. Sure. So he, you know, the hunters are like, damn it. What the? So kind of despondent. And then, like, there's these sounds of, like, blast blaster fire. And then coming out of the inside of the monster is, like, a giant uh, exosuit. Not giant, but a good-sized exo, you know, environmental suit. Mm-hmm. And uh, then removing the exosuit is Dr. Afra. So they figure out pretty quick, and she actually admits it, like, yeah, hey, yeah, I had to basically get someone in here. Like, when I stole the altar, the idol here, the uh, the monster swallowed me whole. And fortunately, Exosuit stopped me from being killed, but I was being slowly digested over the next hundred years. So uh, I needed a monster hunter to come and get it, and then kill it without using blasters. So sorry about that, but I don't have any money. Then you shoot her, right? Well, they're like, 
Well, they're well, they uh, the guy wants to, but the Transdotian female, as they've actually laid out their backgrounds, like I said, the writing was really sharp in this. They actually laid out a background multiple times that she will not kill. Um, okay. She's actually like a misfit. She's completely expelled by the Transdotians. Some people consider kill on sight because she won't kill. Like she refused to participate in the great hunts, and so her chieftain like killed her sisters right in front of her. Okay. But she still won't kill. She refuses to. Okay. I have a problem with this. Which is? Uh, Dr. Aphra stole the idol and then got eaten whole by this thing. Uh-huh. Where's the idol? She still has it. I would take the idol from her. Well, th- there's the thing. But wait till I'm done. Sorry, 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 so, sorry. She's like, ha-ha, later. And, you know, she, like, call, really calls her ship and uh, grabs her grapple lines. Like, later, suckers. Ha-ha. And she's like, you know, flies off. And in the beginning, as you can see, like, there's actually on these pages where, he, where he's telling his transsocial wife, look, I told you, all I do is buy some pickpocketing subroutines. I wear this freaking spider egg, I might as well trick it out. I'm not supposed to let dumb droid get the wrong idea about, you know, interfacing with things, you know. It's like, I don't want to hear it. That comes back in that they, as they watch her fly away, the, the transsocial like, damn it. It's like, hey, well, it's not a total loss. What do you mean by that? It's like, well, remember those pickpocketing subroutines? And then he goes and shows her the idol. Nice. And then there's they have like a nice moment after that where, you know, where know she look, kind of looks like, so smart. You know, she kind of looks at him and is like, I'm not going to say it. It's like, I know, dear. I love you too. So it, it was a really sweet book. I mean, Dr. Afra still doesn't win. She never gets to win. You know, her evil is not rewarded. Yeah, she doesn't lose, but she doesn't win either. Right, she got out alive, so hey, that part of the plan worked out well. <laughs> Didn't work out well for the monster hunters who had to die to get her out of there, but hey. Hey, but you know what? Their ranking went up. Regardless. Right, that's actually one of the things she tells them so they don't get too mad when she's leaving. She's like, hey, hey, don't don't think about like trying to contract and kill me or anything, or kill me yourself, breaking your vows, but think of this. You guys weren't even in the top 30 monster hunters for this area. This area, you are now number one. Everyone else is dead. Think about all the job opportunities I just gave for you. So, uh, later. (laughs) So, I I thought it was a great story. Made me laugh. Had a lot lot of great character moments. Um, Everything unfolded very nicely where you're like, wait a minute. You knew something was going on. But the way they, they let it spool out was really nice. So, big fan. Loved it. Loved it, loved it. I'm going to actually five-star Dr. Oh. for annual number two. Oh, Kenna, I loved wow. it so much. Art was fantastic. Wow. Story is fantastic. Everything was laid out very nicely. I'm not saying that it's the next coming. I'm not saying that, you know, it's great freaking literature, but it's a great book. And if you're going to pick up a one-shot of Dr. Afra, it, you know, this is that a great is... introduction to the character. Right. Good book. Got Good it. book. Got it. Lastly, Justice League number seven. Written by Scott Snyder, pencils by Jim Chung, inks by Mark Morales, Walden Wong, and Chung. Colors by Tomo Mori, and this covers by Chung, Morales, and Mori. All right. This guy's a really dynamic art style. You either like it or you don't. I like it. Uh, this book has been bananas ever since Scott Snyder's taken over. Scott Snyder loves big, overcomplicated bananas, plot holes you could drive a truck through plots. And he is not slowing down at all with Justice League. 
If this I... train is going off the track oh, every time. Oh my gosh. There this has become an astro train flying through the galaxy. Nothing makes sense anymore. If I have one complaint about this book, one my major complaint, I can always find a nitpick. My major complaint is they've basically taken the last three years of character development for Lex Luthor and flushed it in the toilet. Yeah, yeah, he he had a lot of uh, you know with the whole uh, he, yeah, he became a, a hero a, for a while. He joined yeah, yeah. the Justice League. Yeah, he was a hero for a while, and uh, yeah, sure, he had some ulterior motives with the whole uh, uh, Chinese Superman thing, but he wasn't a super bad right. guy there either. But know? now he is full cackling villain. Yeah. Yeah, um, they just threw it all away. Yeah, it, it, and they they formed yes. the uh, the League of Evil again. Yeah, it, it's... it stinks like what they did to Doctor Doom. After, yeah. after his Iron Man run. Right, which I hate like, what they're doing currently with, with Doctor Doom. Yeah. And I'm going to use a little Heathen Dogs room after. I wanted to say that first because right. it reminds me of the of the, of the 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 horrible things they did to Doctor Doom. They're after both his smart awesome rich guys who are green Man. and purple. Yes. They did it to both of them. So, but as you can see for the art, from this fight scene between Lex Luthor in his power armor against Hot Girl, the art style is very dynamic. Uh, good character models, interesting of light and shadow, the coloring is spot on. Uh, I don't know why they're fighting next to Epcot, but hey, why not? It's not Epcot. It's the thing they're after. It's the MacGuffin they're after with the Nexus or Locust the Universe and Knowledge and blah, blah, blah. Like I said, the plot's absolutely bananas. So basically, Luther's trying to use the Just League and everything else to get to this secret of the universe to actually like make or remake it, but to remake the universe as it should be and must be so, by his own reasoning, he's not a villain because he's actually trying to make things right. Because he thinks he understands things in a way no one else does. But when he actually tries to enter, it doesn't respond to him, but it will respond to Hot Girl, who ends up like just taking it home, shrinking it down, taking it home, because it will listen to her. So, and that leaves them back in. Kind of like where they started almost. So he said, now you got the Justice League, who've now kind of put any issues they had behind them. Then they're now a tighter team than ever. And you got the Legion of Doom, who are coming together as a tight team. And But there's like some plot threads, like, why were Black Manta and Cheetah there, but did nothing? You know, things like that. So it's been an interesting seven issues. I'm not sure if I love it. I like it. It's certainly interesting, but it seems to me like the plot just kind of goes so way out there so often. It doesn't really form to me a tight storyline. Like when you try and describe what happened, it just goes so off the rails. You can't, it doesn't, it's hard to put it into words what's really going on. I mean, you can, obviously. So it's frenetic. It just is all over the place. You had Superman being evil and because he was being mind-controlled, and then Batman kicked him out, and now Lexter's outside, but he's good now, but Hawk Girl is there. And it would take as long to explain what's happening in the comic as it does to read the comic. <laughs> that doesn't sound great. So, like I said, there's a lot of stuff going on, a lot to unpack. It's just a little too crazy, but that's how Scott Snyder's been writing... Ever since he left Batman, all his plots have been like that. Batman Metal has been like that. Justice League is like that. His all side projects have all been just wacky, over-the-top, crazy, insane plot lines. And if you love that, if you love that, you'll love this. Mm. I want my comics to be a little slower-paced, I guess. 
Yeah. Final make, things make, make, make more, sense. more sense. Yeah. Because <laughs> he loves leaving things not making sense, so he could have amazing explanations and twists later. But what it's such a it's such a mess getting there, plot wise. Overall, story wise, that it just kind of loses me on the way. I'm like, oh yeah, that. Um, and when you start, if your opening act is saving the entirety of reality, what do you do next? Yeah. You know. Kind of peaked early on that. Yeah, you peaked a little too early there. You yeah. build up to that storyline. You know, the joke is, uh, you always start with the alien invasion. And then from there you build. You know, hey, we managed to stop these guys. We united. We're able to stop this invasion. Oh, we are a team now. Turn the whole side of the world's meatloaf into spiders. They'll break into the world's bank and steal the gold. I used to plate my doom ray. Yeah, stuff like that. Like none of that makes sense. Yeah. None of that yeah. makes sense. <laughs> none of it. That what is the ultimate goal? You will find out in three years if I'm still writing this book. You know, that's so. Snyder's never boring, but. It's kind of like when he was writing Batman. Uh, you remember years ago when I was reviewing when he was writing Batman and Go- uh, Commissioner Gordon became Batman. And they were fighting Mr. Bloom. And that mm-hmm. plot went wacko. And that was just two characters. That was Batman and Mr. Bloom. And it went wacko. Now he's got 14 characters and it's 14 times as wacko. <laughs> So congratulations. Uh, it's it's not bad. It's good. Not exactly what I'm looking for in a comic, but I keep reading it because it's so damn entertaining, and the yeah, art I mean, is so it's good. A, it's it's a slow motion train wreck. You can't you can't take your eyes off it because there's so much carnage to see, so much that can, that is going strangely wrong. But you think that somehow it's all gonna work out in the end? It's like when... a it's like a better written Michael Bay film. There's explosions and things are going all crazy everywhere, and there's giant robots punching each other. You're like, why is all this happening? <laughs> but there's a lot better plot behind it. That's what oh, this is. That's good. Um, <laughs> there's better writing behind it, but that's what you have here. Uh, as it is, I really enjoyed the book. Um, I love the art in it. Um, they just, yeah, Jim Chung's pencils are just so nice. He does a great job with his action scenes. The characters can look a little stiff, but also in that stiffness shows an appreciation of anatomy, (laughs) you know, and how people actually can bend. Right. Right. Which which you know that I, I love in my anime. Yes. So, yes. Ah, ah. You want to give it four stars, don't you? Four and a half. uh, Four and a half? Four stars. (laughs) Oh, there it is. First Baldar. Not here yet. Two four stars and no Baldahar. Oh, my God. Two four stars and no Baldahar. Yeah. uh, Like I said, this is a great book. Damn it. I want to. I'm going to. Oh, you did it. You did it. (laughs) Yeah, this book definitely is a four. I could be talked into four and a half. Not five. Not five. Yes. <laughs> they fell the heart. I was going to activate it because he wasn't here because that's two four stars. That's awesome. Two four star books. Two four stars in a row. I forgot. Not in a row. Well, not in a row, but two four stars in out of one three. Wow. Yeah, but it definitely deserves it. It's a great book. Uh, the arc has been great. I'm probably going to sit down and read the first seven issues together just so I can understand them. Duncan says hi nice. to you. 
Uh, yeah, so I'm still really liking Justice League. Like I said, my main nitpick is that they completely flushed uh, Lex's character development down the toilet. Yeah, and most logic. Well, maybe not completely, but mostly. And so <laughs> it's it, it. Like I said, it's currently like a better written Whoa, Michael Bay your, movie. Your background just went weird. Yeah, it's because someone turned off my light. Which was not cool. Who's that someone? You should smack that someone. It was my wife. Oh, you should definitely not smack your wife. That's yes. probably not good for the stream. Well, she has a bunch of the lights with uh, smart LEDs in them, so she could turn them off with her phone. Oh, she's trolling you. I don't know if she did that on purpose. I'm I don't think she sure would. She, did it on purpose. she might have. <laughs> she might have. I'll have to talk to her about that. <laughs> or the, it might just be on a timer still. I'll have to talk with her about that. So, that was Garthon's comic poll. Here are your thoughts. You thought this was fantastic. Please tell me how you thought this was fantastic. Yes. What are your yes. thoughts on how else I, Garthon, can continue to be awesome? Yeah. If you have any suggestions of the comics I should check out, let me know. Uh, actually, I do have a very special comic coming up next week. It is a uh, suggestion from another member of Legion of Myth. It is a small Homebrew press indie. comic. Homebrew it is an indie. indie comic. Yes. Yep. And uh, we will talk about that next week. Mm -hmm. I... Along with our giveaway. We're, we, we may even give away that comic. I don't know. Can we? Can we? We don't own it. I don't know. I'll try. We don't own that comic. Don't give away things we don't own. I, well, we could buy it for somebody. That is actually a good point. We actually could buy it for someone. Yeah. Or maybe we could talk them into like a demo copy or something. Maybe so. I don't know. Something. I don't know how those things work. I'm not smart like other people are. Uh, we'll we'll let Max the Owl handle that part. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was trying to remember the name of the book. I forgot it. You read I know it we're checking it out. Okay, move on. So, as always, comment below through Discord and Twitter. Let us know your thoughts. And remember, not to miss an episode, you can follow Garthon on Twitch. Follow notifications through the Legion of Myth. You go, you click on the thing, and you go, bam, and then right in your face to subscribe. So you click on that, and you subscribe. Then you're happy. Your life is 10% yes, better. And you can win things. You can win things. things that work well for you. Zap, zap, zap. There are some of you out there, I swear to God. The, the, there was a there was a poll done. The average Steam user still uses as their primary program drive platter drives. Well, yeah. This will increase your your gameplay experience exponentially just because it's an SSD, and it's a good SSD. It is a good SSD. I'd like that SSD. Yes. So yeah, come on, man. Subscribe to win. Next week. 15th. Uh, Duncan has a Batmanism for us. She's giving uh -oh. you darkness. The darkness you look in your soul and see your father's face is cured by half eaten container of Ben and Jerry's. It's a sick night in a row. Oh, God. I'm so lonely. Yep. Felicia. <laughs> oh, wait. That was the other cat girl. That was the other cat girl. No, not this one. That was the other one. Maybe that's why she left him. That's still dumb. I'm still mad about that. I still want to say that. Got it. Noted. I don't think Tom King should have got death threats for that. That was just stupid. I mean, how pathetic it's, is your it's life? It's a bad move, but death threats, the... What kind of neck-bearded loser are you if it's so important to you that Catwoman marries Batman, you send death threats to a comic writer? That's pathetic, dude. Or dudette. But let's be honest. Yeah. Neck, probably. You know, probably, yeah. 300-pound neck-bearded dude. Come on. Yeah. 
Come on. Yeah. Put down the Cheetos. Get over it. Pretty much, yeah. They're not real. They're not real people. This is the guy doing the comic review, and I'm here to tell you they're not real people. All right, sorry. Don't miss an episode. Garth and Adam. But there's more Garth on. Uh, find my old videos on YouTube. Team ups. Team up a lot with Heathen Dog. Good times. That's right. You will like it. Check out when we stream Sunday at 9 Central, 10 Eastern for Neverwinter. Yes. Check out the past streams. Good times. Thank you, everyone. It is now time for the RNG. Yes, it's now time for me to pick apart Max Liao. Like a like like a like a cooked crab trying to look for all the meat. Alright. Earth Dawn number two, Earth Dawn Discipline. Swordmaster, what to expect? Yes. Now, this is a video that he uh that that, that he posted yesterday, I believe, maybe the day before. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it in chat. And Max Liao will again i'm making you do so many of these cards not nice he's putting up right here for everyone on youtube he's just gonna right cut now. this whole part out of the video and i won't blame no him. he's not he's fine now he explained he spent uh what was it 20 minutes explaining Swordmaster. you can see 20 minutes and 13 seconds this is this is a screen grab i just took a little clip little uh snipper all right all right yeah it. yeah i see it now uh, what to expect social character theatrics complex underwhelming damage but uh, he explained it very well. It's all about theatrics. It's all about uh, not killing your opponent, but also making them look like, look bad. Now, he explained it all very well, but what he did not do, what he failed to do throughout this entire, entire, entire 20 minutes is give everyone a contemporary ideal that they can go, oh, that's a kind of sword master. So I'm going to do it for him right now. Next slide, please. Ta -da! There he is. Inigo Montoya. He would count, certainly. He is the quintessential swordmaster. He is all about looking good. He's all about flashy. He's learned all the different kinds and all, all the different kinds of swordplay. Throughout, uh, and th throughout his his battle with the protagonist, he is actually telling him why he's going to win because I have this, I have mastered this skill, I have mastered that skill. Well, he's fighting and the, the all Dwed of the Pilot skills Wabas. are horribly showy. The Dwed Pilot Wabas is coming. Yes. So he did not give a contemporary example of a swordmaster, and the first one to come into my mind is Inigo Montoya. Oh, the first one to my mind was Zoro. Zoro also, but uh, I, I think you know Zoro and Nigo Matoya are basically the same characters without a In many I ways, mean, yes. Yeah, in in, in in many ways they were you know written yeah. to to be the yeah. same person. But Zoro Zoro would be another one. Uh, uh, Inigo is more is a little more contemporary than Zoro, but you know, I don't well, know. The Zoro movies came after. Yeah, with the the, the Antonio, Antonio Banderas. Yeah, I know. I'm yeah, messing with you. I, I I'm just messing with you. Just I wasn't a fan of that movie. Yeah, I wasn't. It wasn't bad. Could yes. have been better. Could have been a lot better. Nice choice. Yes, this is the the quintessential uh, average swordmaster. He goes into different kinds of swords. Stickmaster, you know, Ooh. like like uh, you know, you don't have to have a sword. You can be an axe master. You can be a, a staff master. You can be all stuff. But you have to be showy. You have to be. 
You have to be uh, you have to be overconfident. You, you you can't just win. You you gotta win well. You gotta win looking good. That's and right. And that is what Inigo Montoya does. I mean, in every scene he's in, even when he instantly kills like four or five guards at one time, he does it looking good. That's true. And so when I think Swordmaster, I think Inigo Montoya. And I'm sorry, Max Liao. You should have referenced it in your video. But I will tell you this. The rest of the video is awesome. And it's 20 minutes. Go ahead and check it out. I highly recommend it. Even if you don't play Earth Dawn, the, uh, these, these segments that he's doing, the general, he did he did the general adepts, and now he's doing specific, specific adepts, starting with Swordmaster. Uh, they are going to be entertaining. They are going to be informative. And if nothing helps you pick up the the tabletop rpg earth on that will that will yeah this pretty much will yeah if, if nothing else does this will yes all right thank you the dog for that insightful thing make sure to check out max Leo and Algarian. max is streaming thursdays the last episode of shadows awakening fridays element team up looter kings i wish i could be a part of that i wish you could too if you quit your job you could be all right that's happening with a Patreon donation level of of $80,000, Garthon will quit his job. <laughs> and stream eight hours a day. Four. No. $80,000. Suck it up, buttercup. Eight hours a day. So I'm taking a pay I'm, cut. Come on. I will give you an hour for lunch and two 15-minute breaks. That's, That's what I get for lunch now. Well, there you go. Look at that. Also... You check out the tail team, Earth on Absent Disciplines that we just talked about. Yeah. Uh, the Swordmaster video is available now. Yep. Highly Art. recommended. In the in the link right now, you can see it. You also check his playing of West of Loathing. That's a wacky game. That is an awesome game, yes. It is. So, also, you check out Elgarian. Shout well, out to Well, now, I, I got an update on his computer. Oh, oh, oh. Yep. Uh, his computer, they decided, you know what? Uh, yeah, uh, we're not going to fix this thing. We don't know what's really wrong with it. We think everything's broken. So we're just going to give you a brand new one and transfer all your data to the new one and give you the new one. And it looks like the new one's going to take until the end of next week to get here. So, uh, all next week, he's not going to be streaming again. Right. But it will happen eventually though. We all happen eventually. And Duncan has an RNG had some in real life stuff this week. It's possible that come January, I'd be working on stuff that wouldn't leave much time for Foundry and Internet stuff. Yay. But would crunch Foundry plans would want to finish stuff up. That's nice. Oh, that's not that's not great. Well, it's nice to have things going on. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, he he's uh, I, I'm sure he's talking about his uh, his Ph.D. program, which uh, he pitched and apparently everyone liked. So he's going to focus his time on that. Dr. Gorgon. Yeah, Dr. Gorgonops. Ooh, starting your supervillain name. I approve. Yes. All right. Thank you, everyone. Check out the streaming schedule. Look at that. Every day of the week, we got something for you. Sundays, we got the Neverwinter team up. Mondays, Sins of a Solar Empire with Heathen Dog. That's 8 p.m. Central. Yep. Tuesdays. Well, we don't have that right now, but that's okay. We will yeah. soon. Yeah, Tuesdays and Wednesdays. not happening right now. Now, we'll I may, Tuesdays and Wednesdays during the day, which would be... Uh, not noon central be 11 a.m central i may uh, again stream guild of dungeoneering which i've done twice already yeah that's a fun game since since my son is now back in school during the day i can stream which is nice which is nice so 
un- until uh, until uh, Elgarian comes back, I I may even take up the the t- the Tuesday and Wednesday slot during the day. That's pretty generous. Yes, because I got it right here. All right, got love right here. Ah, uh, Thursday at noon we have West of Loathing. That's noon central. Thursday at eight thirty central. 9.30 Eastern. We got Star Trek Online with Garth and Heathen yes. Dog. We're having some good fun with that. Friday's the Luder Kings. Saturday is, of course, the live stream. 8 Central, 9 Eastern. And look at this. By streamer. Look at that. Look at Heathen Dog. Front What's and that? center. Biggest spot right in the middle. Bam. You got the Algarian lead in because that's awesome. That's good stuff. Look at that. Bam. Biggest right there. Look at yeah, that. I, I, really, yeah, I do have the most days. Yeah, so if you're, it, but the thing is, uh, we we have these two different streaming schedules, just in case you have a favorite streamer, you know exactly what days and what times your favorite streamer on Legion of Myth is going to be streaming. You'll notice I hitch my streaming onto the Heathen Dog bandwagon. That's what I yes. do. Yes, that's that's exactly what happens. I mean, yep. hey, you know what? We're a good team. I am not afraid to ride Heathen Dog to fame and fortune. I will no. do so. No. And then when I find someone better, I will ditch him like a hot like a bad check and ride the next one i mean we're a team forever yeah okay thanks join the legion through discord uh tweet us at legion of myth youtube join us at youtube you can twitch us we do like that we do like the twitchers so also you can find the audio version of the soundcloud itunes google play you'll jugoro him no i will not you Oh, you bad boy. (laughs) Remember, everyone, if you want to support the Legion Myth, you could do so by getting our, by supporting us with money, which is just as good as cash. So you could do so through a Patreon subscription, patreon.com slash Legion Myth, a Streamlabs donation, stritch.streamlabs.com slash Legion of Myth. Getting our gear, impress your friends, intimidate your enemies. Find love in your Legion with gear at shop.spreadshirt.com slash Legion or cheering us through Twitch. It's the most direct way to let us know how we're doing at that moment. You're watching us large on Twitch. So, thank you everyone. Sweet predators. I think I'm going to Very excited. Make sure to like, subscribe, follow. Let us know how we're doing. We'll let you know how you're doing too. It's a sort of Thank you, everyone. Remember, you have one life. Live it well. Live it nerdy. And have a great time on the